Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story is one that we have covered in the past, but just recently had a couple of new updates on it as well. So as always, I'm going to cover the original parts of the stories as requested by you guys, of course, and then we'll get into the updates as well. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline. So if you want to skip certain parts of it, it's all there for you to do so. And this story comes from Lightning STR, who says, am I the arsehole for raining on my cousin's parade regarding the name she picked out for her baby? My cousin, Stephanie, and I are really more friends than relatives. An important note is that she's not really online much, so she can be out of the loop on certain memes and jokes in internet culture. And to be honest, doesn't really understand the concept of viral internet references or how they work. Stephanie is pregnant and just found out is going to be a girl. About a week ago, she told a gathering of her best girlfriends that she's going to name her daughter Karen. The room instantly went cold, but after an awkward silence, everyone else politely said it was lovely. I couldn't bring myself to respond at all. Later in the evening, when Stephanie was out of the room, everyone was immediately like, oh my god, that poor kid, and why would she pick Karen of all names? I was uncomfortable with this conversation, given that everyone had been so positive about the name to her face. I thought more about it over the next couple of days and just felt really weird about the whole thing. The name is really loaded, to the point that it could be detrimental to the baby, and Stephanie had no idea of the connotations to make an informed decision. So, a couple of days later, I tentatively brought it up. I told her I was so excited for the baby and just wanted her to have all the available information when picking a name. I then started to explain that Karen had some negative connotations and has sort of become an internet joke to describe a specific kind of entitled middle-aged woman. Stephanie instantly was furious and started talking over me, saying, Why are you saying this? This is so mean. I was really surprised by her reaction. It felt very, very out of character. So I immediately stopped and said, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just wanted to tell you something I thought you might not know. She replied, That's the name I picked for my daughter. And you think I picked it as some kind of joke. I don't understand why you'd say something so hurtful. When she said that, I felt like it signaled that she didn't really understand what I was trying to tell her. So after agonizing for a second about whether to press the issue, even though she was angry, I felt like in for a penny, in for a pound, and since she was already mad, I wanted her to at least understand what I was trying to explain to her. I googled, Karen, know your meme, on my phone and tried to show her the screen results while saying, look, I'm just saying there's more meaning to the name than you may realize. She stood up, pushed my phone away and shouted, wow. 
She then stormed out of my home and drove away. My aunt and mum had been berating me all week because Stephanie told them that I made fun of her baby name. Stephanie has not spoken to me or responded to my text since. I can take a hint and I'm not going to broach a topic again that caused so much distress, but I keep going back and forth on whether I was the asshole by bringing it up in the first place. Edit. Thanks everyone. I've been properly schooled and I accept my judgment that I was the asshole here. Stephanie and I have a history of being extremely open and honest with each other. I was the maid of honor in her wedding, which we planned on being the case from a young age, and we always joked as teenagers that part of my duties would include taking her out of the marriage if the groom she picked sucked, and so maybe I was too flippant with approaching this topic due to our history. and was unempathetic in understanding how much she was already invested in the name she chose for her future daughter. I admit I'm a bit frustrated that Stephanie still doesn't understand what I was trying to tell her. She still thinks I was making some kind of weird, cruel joke, accusing her of picking the name as a joke. But I have messaged her a sincere apology that she accepted, and I will never speak of this again to Stephanie or baby Karen. I'll also stand up for Stephanie if her other friends shit-talk the name around me again. If they're not willing to voice their thoughts to Stephanie directly, they need to not say the kind of things they were saying behind her back. Edit 2. One more thing. I definitely was not trying to tell Stephanie to not name her daughter Karen. I just wanted her to make the decision either way knowing the connotations since I'd want someone to do the same for me if I picked a baby name with a cultural baggage I wasn't aware of. I realize now I handled it poorly and was hurtful to Stephanie in the process, but I just wanted to be clear that I wasn't actively trying to talk her out of the name. I didn't want her to be blindsided if it came up later. And I won't cover the comments again, but there was a lot of no one's an asshole here because you were just trying to give information where needed. A lot of people, because the post was flagged, you're the asshole saying, you know, it's a meme. Memes ain't going to last forever. It'd be gone in 10 years or so. And just lots of posts along those lines. But Opie added an additional comment, which said Stephanie and her husband have a deal on baby names where she picks girls baby names and he picks boy baby names and they each have unlimited veto power for the other's person's choice. He's on board with Karen, as far as I know. We're all the same age, late 20s, but neither of them spends time online or is even particularly tech savvy. So the first part of the update comes in a year later, which says, my post last summer wasn't the most exciting or dramatic on Am I the Arsehole, but I wanted to provide an update if anyone is interested. Baby Karen was born healthy and happy back in October. She's an absolute sweetheart of a baby and I'm totally in love with her. Between March and May, I didn't get to see her at all in person, but I was doing regular FaceTime and house party calls with Stephanie and Karen. And over the last few weeks, I've been going over to Stephanie's house to sit in her backyard and chat with Stephanie and coo at Karen from a lengthy distance. I have two reasons for updating. First, I've realized since Karen's birth that her name has taken on a new meaning to me. When I'm with her, Karen just means her, and I don't think about the other connotations. In other words, you guys were right. That said though, my second reason for updating is that Stephanie got back into her years unused Facebook at the beginning of the pandemic to keep in touch with people. She's been on it pretty much regularly lately for the first time in years. Historically, she's not been into social media. Most people in our area and social circle have been posting really heavily about BLM and the protests happening right now, as well as racial justice issues more generally. As a result, Stephanie has now come into contact with the deluge of Karen memes for the first time and found them confusing and horrifying. 
especially the use of Karen as shorthand for a racist. I've basically just declined to talk about it with Stephanie because it went so poorly last time. But both my mother and her mother have hounded me about it because it's upsetting to Stephanie and said things like, is this what you were talking about before? Why didn't you say so? Why didn't you explain it better? You should have told Stephanie. And Jesus wept. You really can't win. Thanks again for all your feedback on my last post. It was very helpful in giving me some zen about the situation. Edit. Wow, I've been super overwhelmed by the flood of very kind, heartfelt PMs and just one or two not so kind ones, as well as the comments on my other post. Thank you, everyone. It continually amazes me how nice and empathetic people frequent a sub devoted to arseholes. Then Opie added some comments which were in response to people criticizing Stephanie. So one said, to be fair, Stephanie's been cool about it. First, she saw a bunch of posts about the Central Park Karen when that white lady was harassing a black bird watcher in the park and came to me asking me to explain why everyone was calling the woman Karen when her name was Amy. Since she's gotten back on Facebook, she often asked me to be like her internet culture interpreter. I immediately told her, sorry, I'm not having a conversation with you about this because we had a major conflict over it last year and I'm not getting into it with you. I think that was the first time she started to understand what I'd been telling her last year. In fairness to her, she didn't bring it up with me again after that. As for my mum and aunt, they're kind of generally ridiculous. They tend to be extremely reactive to whatever is going on precisely at that moment and if someone in the family is upset, they get over-involved trying to fix it. Stephanie has been venting to her mum about this. Not about me, just about how upsetting the memes are. And she and my mum have just been doing their normal things of blowing it out of proportion and now making it my fault somehow. I love my mum and aunt dearly, but they're not to be reasoned with. Opie then responds to another comment who's criticizing Stephanie who says, honestly, with my mum and aunt, it's easier just to wait for them to move on to the next shiny thing. I don't blame Stephanie at all. She was just upset and confused, but hasn't made it my problem at all. My aunt and my mum just have a flair for the dramatic. Someone then still criticizes Opie and saying they're the arsehole because they brought up the name for selfish reasons, to which Opie replied saying, I probably wasn't clear about this in my original post. And I think it's probably because that's the part I cut down when I went way over the word limit on that first post. But when I described feeling weird and uncomfortable over the couple of days, I took to ruminate after Stephanie's announcement. The weirdness and discomfort was mostly a response to what happened with our friend group rather than just my own feelings about the name. I felt super uncomfortable being in the room while our friend shit talked Stephanie's name choice after praising it to her face. I didn't have the presence of mind in the moment to call him out before the moment was passed and I sat with guilt for a couple of days. I didn't want to tell Stephanie what they said because it'd be tattily of me and I also didn't want to cause conflict within the friend group or upset Stephanie. So raising the topic on my own seemed like a good compromise at the time. I did wrestle internally with how to handle it and I clearly missed the mark. Opie then responds to a comment which says, do you understand that there is a massive difference in being upset with your friends for their response and approaching Stephanie because you say you want her to be fully informed of her name choice? These are two different things you're conflating. Opie replies saying, no, to be clear, I didn't raise the conversation with Stephanie in lieu of scolding our friends. I brought it up because I thought they owed it to her to raise those points to her face if they were going to say them at all. Ultimately, I thought Stephanie was owed the knowledge of those connotations, whatever she chose to do with that knowledge. Also, I don't know how to explain the context of our relationship, but Stephanie and I have a lifetime of shared radical honesty with one another. 
From the inconsequential telling each other when our outfits are unflattering to the difficult when she gave me a come to Jesus talk years ago about how someone I considered a close friend was super shitty to me and that I should end the friendship based on our extreme closeness and shared history. This conversation felt like the right move at the time, even though it ultimately backfired. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And this next update comes two years later, which says, Hi all, I've gotten a few PMs over the last couple of years asking for updates, and since we just celebrated Karen's third birthday, I wanted to circle back to anyone following this story. First of all, baby Karen, not so much a baby anymore, is doing amazingly on her developmental milestones. She's a very bright child, sharp as the sharpest tack and extremely tuned into her environment. Some of what she says is already fully incomplete sentences, which just makes me want to cry when I hear it, because it seems like Stephanie was given birth just yesterday. Karen loves books already, will intently study the pictures in them for huge stretches of time and claim to be reading. And you would not believe the uncomfortably incisive questions she's already asking. I'm fully convinced this child is going to grow up to be an actual genius. Regarding the name. Unfortunately, when Karen started daycare earlier this year, she started getting grief for her name pretty quickly from the older kids. The daycare she attends mixes the ages together at a couple of different points throughout the day. And while there fortunately wasn't much direct bullying, two of the age fives must have heard and internalized the derogatory connotations of the name Karen at home. As a result, they found their name absolutely hysterical and they kind of spread the idea to the other kids that there was something funny and wrong about her name. Karen was too little to understand what was happening but found the other kids' behavior toward her generally upsetting. The daycare staff made every effort to shut it down and let Stephanie and her husband know right away. After about a month of this, where the daycare wasn't having much success, putting the kibosh on this behavior and the kids weren't dropping it, Stephanie and her husband made the decision that Karen would be going by Carrie from now on, which was already an established nickname that a lot of the family and friends were already using and that Karen already recognized as referring to herself. Stephanie and I never really fully revisited what happened during her pregnancy, but when she was telling me about what was happening in daycare, she apologized to me. I immediately felt terrible and reassured her that there was no reason to apologize. Emotions are complicated when you are pregnant and that I thought having Karen go by Carrie was a great solution. Though changing what you are used to calling someone is fucking hard, I found, and I'm still directly addressing her on manual mode every single time. A lot of the responses I got on my last post were gleeful and lead into the schadenfreude of this situation. I have to say those responses really bummed me out. I would much, much rather live in a world where I was wrong about the impact Karen's name would have on her. I cannot emphasize enough what a sweet disposition, smart, curious, loving little girl Carrie is and how much she deserves every good thing in life. 
Also, a lot of people didn't like Stephanie in my last post, but I need you to understand that this is a tiny snapshot of a very emotionally high-strung time in her life. And overall, Stephanie is a wonderful lifelong friend. She's gotten me through so many personal crises over the years, and she will never fail to show up for people she cares about. Being pregnant and having a strong emotional attachment to the name you've picked out for your daughter is completely understandable, and her pregnancy was pretty rough on her moods. She once wept uncontrollably at a cat food commercial when she was about seven months pregnant. I also think my approach for trying to explain the name issue those years ago was very clumsy, and I could have done a better job of bringing it up. That said, with the distance of time, I'm really glad I did broach the topic. I feel like I owed Stephanie that information and I can feel good about giving it to her. If I'd chosen not to bring it up at the time, I think I'd have a lot of regrets now. The only thing I'd change now looking back is that I would try to bring it up more gently somehow with Stephanie so I could have had the chance to explain. In summary, all is well. We've run into a little bump in the road with other kids' reactions to Carrie's name, but in some ways, it's better to get this out of the way now when Carrie doesn't really understand what's happening. Then have this happen in kindergarten or elementary school down the road when full-on bullying could be a risk. She's adjusting really well to going by a nickname full-time and Stephanie and her husband are planning on enrolling her with Carrie as her preferred name in all future schooling. And since schools around here go by preferred name rather than legal name in things like classroom roll course, it's possible she can get through K-12 without it ever being widely known among her peers that her legal name is Karen. And I really hope this common usage of the name Karen dies down in the next few years. And now with that update, what do you guys make of this story? I'd love to know your thoughts as always down in the comments below and let's have another one, shall we? And this story comes from specific main at 5699 who says, am I the asshole for canceling the family vacation because my husband gave our kids tickets to his widowed cousin's kids? Me, female 33, and my husband Chris, male 36, planned a one-week vacation to an out-of-state ski resort with our two kids. His cousin Martin, male 38, lost his wife to cancer six months ago. She left behind two kids nearly the same age as my kids, six and nine. My husband is devastated for his best friend's loss. They're so close that he sees him as a friend, understandably so. He tries to help Martin and kids, but in my opinion, he's been doing a little too much for them lately. He suggested we take Martin's kids with us to the resort to get their mind off the grief a bit. I apologize and said it won't since we barely have the budget to cover for our kids. He insisted then tried offering compromises, but I still said it wouldn't work. He was obviously pissed, but dropped it eventually. Two days before the trip, I found out that my husband booked two tickets for Martin's kids instead of our own kids. I was the one paying, but he insisted on handling the booking and making reservations. I was stunned. I called him out on it and he apologetically talked about how Martin needs some time alone away from the kids, how the kids need a breather and how they need this vacation more than our kids do. I flipped out at him, asking if he is seriously okay with prioritizing others' kids over his own. He said it wasn't about priorities, but doing what's needed to help those kids out. I asked how his own kids will react once they find out, but he said, I'm sure they'd understand. I said no and decided to cancel the vacation altogether. He freaked out on me saying, I can't do that and make him look small in front of his cousin and family since they praised him for his nice gesture. 
I refused to negotiate it, but he called me horribly selfish and cruel towards grieving kids and said that he'll make sure our own kids know how I'm behaving towards the other kids by robbing them of the fun they so much needed and deserve. We haven't been talking and he's so pissed and keeps throwing a fit after a fit about it, claiming I ruined it for everybody when I cancelled. I feel bad for the kids, I do, but I don't think what he did was right. Am I the asshole for cancelling? Now, you mentioned at the start of this post that his kids were nearly the same age as your kids, so around six and nine years old. What was your husband's plan with your kids? Were they going off to some grandparents or something for the week? How awful would that be for them to find out, you know, that they've been left behind on a vacation because the dads chose them? I know those children are going through absolute so much. I totally get that. But I can't really see a six and a nine year old. I may be totally wrong here looking at it like, oh, he's just taking those kids away because they need some time to get away from them, their grief. They're going to be looking at it like, oh, dad's taken two other kids away and basically rejected us. Again, that might be an unfair thing to say. But Ill Growth says, not the asshole, that guy totally used your money for other kids than your own. He prioritizes others than your family. Why are you with him again? My own father did something like this, prioritizing others than us. Paid tuition of other people, took care of other people except his own family and children. Our own mother had to work overseas so we could study since our father had other priorities. We literally grew up like we did not have parents. Think about everything your husband has done for your family and if you will ever prioritize your family. If the answer is no, think of this will be good for your kids and their future. Good luck, OP. Just Jess J. Art says, not the arsehole. This isn't about him actually caring for his friend's kids. He's using them to look like a big man and so charitable. If he was either one of those things, he would have used his own money. This is about his image. And I got to say, there was a part of me that made me feel like that as well when he mentioned that you're going to make him look so small in front of his cousin since, you know, the family's been praising him for his nice gesture. Reversing says, not the arsehole, your husband is way out of line. The fact that he's helping his widowed cousin is not relevant here. A key fact is that he cannot make major decisions about family holidays unilaterally like that. If he wants his niece or nephew to come skiing and you can't afford it, then the cousin needs to pay. And one more from Far Antiti who says, not the arsehole, you didn't ruin it for everybody. He did that when he unilaterally decided to eject your children from the family vacation. Given their ages, he either rejected you too or put you in the position where you have the added expense of paying for their childcare while you are gone. I understand he wants to help his cousin, but he seriously overstepped here. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What would you say about this situation? As always, let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my face. Throw my clothes on, start my I can smell the smoke from the bacon yum, yum, yum. Let's go See the sun shining from the windows Okay I know that's a damn Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 